want to start, uh, uh, I don't know whether to call this a series, but I think it will be. Uh, can't stop the people of the Spirit. There is a group of people on earth today that's living among the rest of the people of the world. But to God, they're different. They are the people of the Spirit. If you are not part of that group, do everything that you can do to be a part of that group. Because anyone who is a person of the Spirit and fully understands the Spirit and how the Spirit moves, you'll never know failure. You will always succeed. There are three things that are important that you have in your life. Everyone who has these three things becomes unstoppable on the earth. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can cause you to fail. You can never fail if you have these three things. It's impossible for you to fail as a human being living on the earth if you got these three things. How many want to know those three things tonight? I want to know what those are. They're simple. You know them. First thing is knowledge. Knowledge. You cannot fail if you have knowledge. It's very important that you have knowledge. It's important that we study. It's important that we know the things about life, about marriage, about everything. Knowledge is very powerful. It's important that we know. So knowledge is one of those things. The second one is wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge for your advantage. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge for your benefit. If you have knowledge and you don't know how to apply that knowledge for your benefit, it's no good for you. But when you have wisdom of God, then you can apply the knowledge that you have for your benefit. Example, Solomon has the wisdom of God. And when we talk about knowledge, the primary knowledge that you need in your life is called the knowledge of the Holy One. The knowledge of the Holy One. That's the number one. Every other thing follows. Once you have the knowledge of the Holy One, and then wisdom is the, the ability to apply the knowledge for your benefit. Apply the knowledge you have for your benefit. Two women came to Solomon. Nobody realized God had given Solomon wisdom. And Solomon saw the situation. One said, that's my baby. The other said, my baby. And, and everybody was confused. How do we know? But Solomon knew what to do. Amen. He applied wisdom. He said, give me a sword. I'll cut that baby in half. And you can have part, half, and tortoise. Everybody went, ooh, he's going to do that? And the woman who knew that was a baby started saying, no, just give the baby. Solomon said, that's the matter. That's applying. He knew what was happening. He knew exactly what to do 
to get benefit out of that situation. And then the third one is called understanding. Understanding is simply knowing how things work. Whatever it is, in whatever area, what are the principles governing this particular business? If you know the principles governing that particular business, you succeed. Nobody can hold you back. And you know what understanding does for you? He gives you the ability to do whatever you are doing with confidence. Once you got understanding, you will apply your knowledge with wisdom and confidence that it's going to work. Others may not believe it will work. Some will even think you're crazy. But you know. Just like with Solomon. I'm sure everybody says, man, what got into him? He's going to kill that baby? But he had understanding. So that's the thing. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. It's number one. Is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, as you are struggling to get wisdom, you know, wisdom will come as you multiply knowledge. Amen? Because you will begin to tie things together with understanding. And as you gain understanding, you know how to apply your knowledge for your benefit. You know how to do it. In whatever area, in whatever field you are in, you know. While others are struggling, you know the principles governing what you're doing. And then you can apply it with confidence. And while others are discouraged, you're not discouraged. You know what the future will be. Because God has given you understanding in that area. So you succeed. So wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, Get wisdom. It's a command. Amen? Get wisdom. And in all you're getting, as you're struggling to get, make sure you also obtain understanding. Try to find out why it works. You know, all my life I'd been taught about healing. And I remember, you know, in the 80s, I, when people get saved, they send them to me. Back in Nigeria, back in Georgia, where I was, if they get saved, they'll send them. Go, go to good luck. He's going to help you receive the Holy Spirit. I knew what to do. I knew exactly what to do. And everybody, sometimes it was about 70 people. At the same time, they received the Holy Spirit all at once. I knew exactly what to do. It was a big deal for me. But during those periods, God will be speaking to me. Why don't you pray for the sick? And I'll tell him, I don't know how to do that. Go call Brother John. He knows what to do. I I just don't know about it. We argue about it and he'll leave me alone. Because I wasn't willing. I didn't understand it. I've read a lot on healing. But I didn't understand exactly how to apply it. The wisdom to apply wasn't there for me. So I will always argue. And then the time came, I got I, it, just, I, it just came in. I, I, I got it. And the fear got went. And I can go approach it with confidence. That's going to work. I don't strive about it. I don't. It's towards at night. Oh, I'm going to a healing service. Will somebody be healed? I knew God's going to do it. I just, I've got it now. 
and still looking for more. Amen? Because you never arrive. I'm still wanting to know more about how this thing works. But you need it. It's the principal thing. When you're studying the scripture, look for what, how it ties itself together. So you can obtain wisdom and how you can apply it for your benefit. Everyone who understands it, they will benefit. If you are in that field and you don't fully understand, you suffer for a while. The guy only works a few minutes and he's making everything. He's doing very well. You've been working for 50 years and nothing is happening. Because you don't understand it. That's the thing about this. Very important. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 4 and 5, it says, By knowledge, we talked about knowledge, by knowledge the rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches. How? Through knowledge. It's by knowledge. Then it tells you, a wise man is strong. Not a man with a whole lot of biceps. No. A wise man is strong. And a man of knowledge increases strength. Why is a wise man strong? Because he has knowledge. And has the ability to apply the knowledge for his benefit. So while people are struggling in that area... The wise man with knowledge, he's got understanding, he's strong. He'll make his way. That's the issue about this. And that's scripture. A wise man is strong. And a man of knowledge increases strength. In other words, the more knowledge you get about the things of God, the stronger you are as a Christian. When we tell people to read and study the scripture, do this, they say, well, I don't don't have time. Yeah, you want to be weak? That's okay, that's your problem. You don't want spiritual strength? That's your problem. When Satan attacks you with something bad, man, you'll be running from pillar to post looking for somebody to lay his hands on you. And they'll lay their, their hands on you all over the place and you'll be crying, none of them have the anointing. No, it's not them, it's you. Because a wise man increases strength. How? By knowledge. By knowledge. So if you're wise, you'll be studying. You see how they all tie together? If you want to be wise, if you want to gain understanding, stay with the book. By and by, the wisdom will come to you. You know, many times Michael and I are talking. I, I many of you, I know you've been through this. You read one scripture over and over again before in the past. One day you open it and say, well, I never saw that. I mean, you've done that. You know what just happened? You gained understanding. A deeper level of understanding. And once you get that, you proceed with confidence. And God shows up. Amen? He never disappoints you. That's the secret. That's why the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. It's the number one thing. Let me read this scripture to you. And let me say this first. That a man who is full of the Spirit of God, 
He's filled with all of these things. All of them. God can just inject those things into you. I read those scriptures before. Over and over again. Still can't understand it. And just one day the Holy Spirit turns on the light bulb. Wow, that's wonderful. And then he tells you, and this scripture is related to that scripture and that scripture. Wow, I never saw it before. I feel I'm so smart. This is incredible. I feel really smart now. But it's the work of the Spirit. Who is our teacher? But you have to give him the opportunity for him to teach you. You can't be too much in a hurry. You got to give him that privilege to teach you. You have to sit at the feet of the master, just like Mary, so that he can pour wisdom and knowledge, speaking to you. And Jesus said, Mary has chosen the better part. You remember that? Because she was sitting there gaining knowledge and understanding of God. And once you know, you have the knowledge of the Holy One, you can never fail in life. It's impossible. Maybe men cannot see what's going on, but heaven knows that you are a success. And by and by, they will discover it, that God will never allow you to fail when you have imbibed this word. It's impossible. It's just not possible. I saw this scripture and it really excited me. But um, I won't, I've said it here before, but notice. Solomon wasn't born with a lot of wisdom. I've said this before. Solomon wasn't born with wisdom. We talk about Solomon, how wise he was a king. Solomon wasn't born that way. Solomon himself knew he had no wisdom. He told God, look, you got all these people and I'm not smart. Remember that? He, he knew it. He wasn't born with it. But he saw God one night. God appeared. The Holy Spirit appeared to him. The people of the Spirit. They are unstoppable. God ministered, the Holy Spirit, God is a spirit, amen? God ministered to him one night and delivered wisdom, knowledge, everything to him in one night. If you saw Solomon before he went to sleep and saw him the next day, there was no way, there would be no way for you to know anything is changed. Nobody knew everything is changed. The only day of the manifestation of the wisdom was when they brought those two I mean, those two ladies came. That was when people realized, oh my goodness, something different about this man. The people of the Spirit of God, God can deliver this to you if you want it. That's the issue. It's not like something that is unattainable, something I can never get to. If you really desire it, the Bible says the desire of a righteous man shall be granted. The problem with why we don't have it, we don't desire it. I've always desired from the way, the time I was a young Christian, I wanted to see healing. At first, I wanted to see somebody do it. In my eyes, please don't tell me stories. I want to be in the meeting where the blind person saw. That was, it was a burning desire for me. When I got to the United States, I wanted to see T.L. Osborne Foundation. I got to see this thing with my eyes. Why? I was intrigued by this healing thing. Just let me see a miracle. Not me praying, I just want to be around. And then after a while, I started thinking, maybe God can use me too. <laughs> and he did. And he's still doing. And it's my, my job to let you know that he can do the same thing for you. But you got to desire it. Look at this scripture here. 
in Exodus 20, uh, 35, 30 and 31, it says, And Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name. Now, can I hear you say, God has called me by name? Please say it like you mean it. God has called me by name. Please don't think he doesn't know your name. He knows your name. The Lord has called this man by name. God called him by name. See, the Lord has called by name Bazalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur. I mean, remember who Hur is. Yes. The son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. Just like Joshua, you know. From the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God. God called him by name and then he filled him with the Spirit of God. How? In wisdom. We just talked about wisdom. And understanding. In knowledge. Didn't we talk about those three things? In knowledge and all manner of workmanship. Don't matter what he wants to do. He's got the knowledge. Because God filled him with the Spirit. That's why I said, the people of the Spirit are unstoppable. They cannot fail. They cannot fail. I pray that God's giving you wisdom and understanding tonight. Some of us, it's not just we are filled with the Spirit and are speaking tongues. No, that's good. But that's your, the avenue for you to gain supernatural knowledge, supernatural wisdom, supernatural understanding. He who prays in the tongue does not speak to man, but to God, for no man understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. And I asked the question in my book, are you going to be speaking mysteries to God? Teaching God something that he doesn't know while you are speaking in tongues. Because he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. You're speaking mysteries to God in prayer. Does God need to hear mysteries coming from the mouth of this African? He knows all things. Who is going to benefit from the mysteries you're speaking? You! When they come out of your mouth because you are a person of the Spirit, God begins to download those uh, mysteries you are speaking into your spirit so you gain understanding and become unstoppable. That's what it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2, I mean chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning from verse 9, it says, I had not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. What people don't, they've never even heard about it. And God's prepared it for us. But how do we discover them? By his spirit. So when God's giving that to you, these people of the spirit are unstoppable. They cannot be stopped. Many of us have received the spirit, but it's like, you know, buy, somebody buying you 
an Escalade, is that what they call it, the SUV, and you park it in your garage, driving your Pinto all around and telling people uh, you got, or maybe your Corolla, and telling everybody, well, I got a, a Rolls Royce in my garage. Say, yeah, but how come we never see it? Why don't you use what God's given to you? Why don't you use what God's given to you? When you can speak in a supernatural language, every time you speak in tongues, you step out of the natural into the supernatural. That's a supernatural act. Every time you do it, you immediately step out of the natural world into a supernatural realm. If you stay there long enough, supernatural things will begin to happen around you. I discovered this years ago, and God started showing me stuff. And you lose fear. Both fear of man, people's opinions, and all of that. So you can be yourself. God filled him with all kinds, both wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in every workmanship. Anything he wants to do. To the point where, if you read further, I mean, I mean this guy, he can do things with gold and silver, all kinds of stuff. But he was not born with it. He wasn't born with that wisdom. The ability to do those things, play, work with gold and silver, get things gold-plated, everything in the tabernacle, the cups and the tables, everything gold-plated. Nobody taught him. God gave it to him by his spirit. And here we are in the New Testament. He came upon them, but to us, God fills us. He baptized, he soaks us in the Holy Spirit, but we have no knowledge. We don't even know what we've got. We don't even know what we've got, so we don't treasure it. We don't apply it. You just put it to the side. And then you're running around looking for all kinds of things, whereas you got all things. And the scripture says, all things are yours. All things are yours. While you are busy running all over you, God says, hey, what's wrong with you, son? What's wrong with you? I've given you all things. Why do you keep running around like that? My people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. And Jesus said something that bothered me. He says, the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. They can apply themselves to the little they know. And the children of light are running from pillar to post. And they say, the revival is over in Dallas. We're on to Dallas. And uh, when they get to Dallas, they feel nothing. They run back to Houston until they get, oh, it's in Phoenix now. I just don't do stuff like that. I've got the Holy Spirit. I'll go to Benningham's meetings, but I'm going there to find out what, what's the secret, okay? Why does God use him? Not because I need him to pray for my healing. I want to know why God's using him. That's why I'm there. I'm going to go to Reinhard Bunke's crusade by the grace of God, but not because I want to see Reinhard Bunke and see people heal. No, I want to know why. What's about this man that God loves so much and he's doing this? That's, what's, that's my interest. That's my interest. Because we are people of the Spirit and we are from his same family. 
He is a family member. I'm a family member. When I get to heaven, I'm not going to walk up to Paul. Apostle Paul is brother Paul. Is that not what they call them in scriptures? Brother, he's my brother. We're in the same family. So we really need to understand God wants to do this for us. The people of the spirit of the living God. God poured that upon him. Not only knowledge, God gave him wisdom and God gave him understanding as well. You can't have those and fail in life. So the scripture says, wisdom is the principal thing. He says, get it. If you cannot get it, God will not tell you to get it. So when God says, in all you're getting, get understanding, it means you can really do something about it. I many want to do something about it tonight. We want to do something about this because it's attainable. You can have it if you want it. You can have it. You can have it. There is something that uh, Joseph, uh, Pharaoh spoke about Joseph. A man of this spirit. I'm sure if you saw Joseph, you won't know. He was a man of this spirit. It took a king to recognize there's something different about this man. He has wisdom. He has understanding. I've never seen his kind. From prison, standing before the number one king or president of the world. Because Egypt was the country then. Was the number one nation in the world then. And here was a prisoner standing before the number one guy in the whole world. That's what the Holy Spirit can do for a man. Make you stand before kings. Jesus said that. You will stand before kings. We don't think about things like that in our life. We just want me and my family and my little car, my little home, just us. And we're happy with that. No. God can do better than that. Open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. May not happen overnight. But stay with it. God watches over his word to perform it. That's the scripture. And you know what I know? You're hearing this tonight. There is something that God's doing inside of you right now. You're hearing this. I, I know that without a doubt. Because we preach the word of faith, according says, and the word of faith that we preach is in your mouth and in your heart. It is, it's just a spiritual law. When you hear it, it goes into your heart. And he's going to produce fruit. Amen? So look for the fruit. It's coming. Amen? There's no need to be discouraged. Just look for the fruit. As long as you're hearing this word, something is happening in you right now. Based on spiritual laws. You see, what I'm saying is understanding how it works. I know this is how it works. He says the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. The word of faith, which is the word of faith that we preach. What you're hearing today is the word of faith that we preach. And the principle in the word of God says, when you hear the word of faith, he gets into your heart and he gets into your mouth. That's according to scripture, not according to good luck. It's according to scripture. And that's exactly what's happening right now in front of me. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. I am very confident of that. 
that God's doing that. Something is happening in your life right now that's changing your life. Getting you to a new place of victory as a person, as a believer on the earth. Pharaoh said this of Joseph, uh, um, Genesis chapter 41, verse 38 through 40. He says, and Pharaoh said to his servants, notice he wasn't talking first to Joseph, he was talking to his servants. Can we find such a one as this? Say that with me. Can we find such a one as this? And point to yourself, okay? (laughs) Can we find such a one as this? Amen. Amen. Can we find such a one as this? A man. If you're a woman, say a woman, okay? (laughs) A man in whom is the Spirit of God. We can't find anyone like this. He's full of the Spirit. It took a king to recognize this man is full of the Spirit. Where did you come from? I just came from prison. Who put you there? I'm sure he did not put a guy like this in prison. That's silly. But God took him from there. We can't find a man such as this. Notice he recognized that it wasn't just the man. He was standing before a man that was filled with the Spirit of God. And you are filled with of the same Spirit tonight. God has filled you with His Spirit. We can't find a man such as this. And then Pharaoh spoke to Joseph. Inasmuch as God has shown you this. When you are full of the Spirit, God shows you things. Amen. When you are full of the Spirit, God shows you things. You can unveil things for your manifestation. He said John the Baptist was filled with the Spirit and he was in the wilderness for some time until the day of his manifestation to Israel. So when you are filled with the Spirit, hold on, there is a day for your manifestation. And this was Joseph's day, he was standing for, from prison on his day of manifestation. He was about to become the prime minister of the number one nation of the world. From prison. And everybody said, hey, oh king, are you sure about this? This guy is a prisoner. The king says, we have not found anyone such as this. In whom is the spirit of God. Nobody like this. And here we are. We are filled with the Spirit of God. We are almost like ordinary people. That's why Paul says, you walk like mere men. Meaning, you're not. You are not just Linda. You're different. They see Linda, but you are not just a man. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. You have been born of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God lives in you. You're different. You just think in a different way. You think you are like the rest of them. But in God's mind, no. The angels know you are not like them. When they see you walk around and say, that's one of us. That's a family member. You touch him and you are in trouble. That's God, the apple of God. So I see him as he walks down. But some of us, the angels are wondering. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why God's so interested in him. Or her. And she's so flaky. 
always worried, crying out God and blaming God and say, why did God, why did God angels say, God, you allow me to stay around this? I'm really tired. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but that's not your portion tonight in Jesus' name. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. We can't find somebody in as much as God has shown you all this. There is no one as discerning and wise as you. And look at what the king said. You shall be over my house. In other words, you, this is the palace now. He says, you have, from, right, from this time on, you got full control over this house. Whatever you want is what goes in my house. From prison. Because of the power of the Spirit and revelation. You'll be over my house. Now, he says, you'll be over my house. And all my people, I'm picking you are over all of them. What you say is what's done. All over my people shall be ruled. In other words, you are ruled according to your word. What you say is what they'll do. In this kingdom now, and you know Egypt, they have other kingdoms under them, okay? Whatever Joseph says is what everybody does. Because the king recognized he's got the Holy Ghost. Amen? He's got the Spirit. And the king said, only in regard to the throne. I won't let you sit in my place, okay? <laughs> only in regard to the throne. Will I be greater than you? In other words, he is the greatest and rightness to him. But this guy just came from prison on the day of his manifestation. The, the day of your manifestation is coming. Can I, say, can I hear an amen? Your day is coming. Just stay with the Spirit. Don't let go. Stay with the Holy Spirit because your day of manifestation is coming. Don't complain. Your day of manifestation is coming. If you understand, you won't complain. If you don't understand, I can tell from what comes out of your mouth. Because you don't know exactly what God's doing. You know, in all my life I've been in, uh, intrigued by the life of Samson. You know Samson? If you know the story. And as a boy, I, when they talk about Samson, all I'm thinking about was this guy which huge biceps and when he walks around people begin to run away from him but he he looked just like everybody else probably the skinniest fellow around and everybody says everybody starts wondering how is he able to do these things he can lift that wow so they wanted to know the secret of his strength remember that I mean, if he was big, we know why he's strong. But there was something about him that don't have anything to do with strength. And yet he'll do incredible things before people's eyes. And then, huh? Did you see that? He's able to do that? How? How? If you read the story of Samson, and we have to understand this is so important because it wasn't Samson. When you have the Holy Spirit in your life, it may have operated in a different way in Samson. That was a generation. But the same Spirit is at work in your life. 
in a different way. And just as they marveled at what Samson was doing, that's how they should marvel as to what God's doing in your life today. Operating in a different way. Read First Corinthians chapter 12. The spirit of manifestation of the spirit, it works in different ways. But everybody should marvel at it. You know, Samson, they wronged, the Philistines wronged him. And he decided, you pay the price for it. And he, he went in and really hurt their crops and made them pay the price for it. And then when they got upset, they said, okay, who did this? He said, well, Samson did it because they gave the woman he wanted to get married to, to another person. So they went and got the, the woman that deceived him, got the woman and the woman's father and the family and, and burned them, killed all of them. Samson said, oh, you killed my wife. You're going to pay even a greater price. Now he just went and killed a bunch of them. Hip from hip. That's the way he put it. Just killed a bunch of them. And then went and was hiding in a place by himself. And the, the soldiers of the Philistines went to the tribe of Judah. And they surrounded it. And they were trying to destroy Judah. And the people said, why are you, at-? that's the people in, of Judah. They said, why are you attacking us? He said, well, not you. we're looking for something. Give us something and you'll be okay. And they had 3,000 soldiers from the tribe of Judah. And they went to the cliff where Samson was hiding. And they said, why did you do these things to them? What did you do? Don't you realize that they are our rulers? 3,000 men talking to Samson. And Samson said, well, I paid them for what they did to me. He said, why did you do this? You're causing us trouble. And Samson said, all all I want you to do is please, you don't kill me. And I'm amazed. Samson knew when it comes to God's people, he was vulnerable. He begged them, please, you don't kill me. Just give me a promise. You won't kill me with your own hands. They said, no, we give you a promise. We won't kill you. But we're going to bind you with new ropes and we'll deliver you to the Philistines. Samson said, that's a good idea. That's according to me. (laughs) Give me to them. I I want them. But let me read the scripture to you. Judges chapter 15, 14 and 15. It says, when they bound him, they took him to the Philistines. It says, and when he came to Lehi, that's the Philistines were there. The Philistines came shouting against him. In other words, they were happy. He was bound. They got him now. The, the people from Judah, they got him and they were going to deliver him. They shouted, rejoicing. They shouted against him. As they were shouting, guess what happened? The Spirit of the Lord came, not just a little way, mightily upon him. And the ropes that were on his arms became like flax. That is burned with fire. And his bones broke loose from his hands. No matter what's binding you. No matter what's holding you down. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, all the chains are going to fall. We don't have to be singing. Singing is good. The shackles are God. That's good on Sunday morning. We can rejoice in that. But the day the Holy Spirit came upon you, the shackles started coming down. 
when the Holy Spirit came on him, those robes were broken immediately. I mean, I don't know what Samson did. The robes said, oh, we can't handle this. I go to water and can't touch this, right? <laughs> the robes said, we can't handle this. Let him go. You can't stop the people of the Spirit. You just cannot stop them. It came mightily upon him. And Samson began to operate. He says in verse 15, he found a fresh jawbone. I'm glad that it was fresh. Because if it was old, it just break. A fresh one. You see, God knows how to position things. Amen? He gives you everything that you need right there before you. So you don't have to go too far to get what you need to do the work of the Spirit. Can I hear an amen? That thing was right there. As soon as the ropes were gone, right there he found it. You can imagine how the Holy Spirit, what directed his eyes to that jawbone. And what made him to know, I can kill all of them with that jawbone. Something in him, by the power of the Spirit, told him, eh, eh, take that stuff. This is what we're going to, you don't need a knife. You don't need any sword. The jawbone is enough for them. Amen. And he killed them, a thousand people. How can you do that? You mean a thousand? Didn't they have helmets? How can you kill people with the jawbone? A thousand people? After a while, that thing is going to pay the price. But when the Holy Spirit is part of it, nobody's going to escape. But you see, the same Holy Spirit that was on Samson is in your life. He was unstoppable. What's the difference? Jesus said the greatest in the Old Testament was John the Baptist. Right? So John the Baptist was greater even than Samson. But Jesus said the least among you is greater than John the Baptist. Tell your friend that and see how they look at you. Go to work and say to your friend, you know, you're standing before somebody who is greater than John the Baptist. He's going to ask you, what John the Baptist are you talking about? You mean John the Baptist in the scriptures? He says, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. I'm greater than he is. He says, you? You who fret and you cry all the time? <laughs> what church do you go to? So, we know not to go there. Something is wrong with your head. Why? Because we are not walking according to the Spirit. We are not walking according to the Spirit. If somebody like T.L. Osborne, blind people, deaf, and all of that, as they won't raise people from the dead, say that and say, really? Say, yeah, I've raised three people from the dead. I say, you did? They're not thinking John the Baptist anymore. Really? Can you show us evidence? Yeah, I got this. Okay. <laughs> the next thing is, can you pray for my family? We have all these problems. They don't want to hear because they've seen the evidence. They've seen the evidence. 
These signs follow those who believe. And you are a believer in the New Testament. My time's up. Stand up tonight. I believe God has spoken to you today. And that's why we preach the good news. And I want to welcome our visitors. We've got some of our visitors here tonight. Thank you all for coming. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. But God's at work in your life. The reason you're hearing this is because God ordained for you to hear it. That's just the way it is. Nothing happens by coincidence. If you're hearing what you're hearing tonight, it's because God ordained it from the foundation of the world for you. And that's because he has an assignment for your life. Please don't look down on yourself. Forget what's behind you. Look to your future. God has a bright future for you. Don't look to your resources. Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. He will do it for you, okay? All he needs you is to believe him. Just trust him, amen? Every one of us has a different destiny. I have mine, you have yours. But stick with what God has for you. Amen? Let's lift our hands up to him tonight in thanksgiving. And tell him that you know that he's made you special. Tell him that. That's truth. You are glorifying him when you tell him that. Thank you, God, because you made me special. I'm special because you have filled me with your spirit. No matter what's happening in my life today, I have your spirit. I am special because you made me special. Why else would you allow the blood of your son to be poured out for me if I wasn't somebody special to you? That's who you are. You are special to the Lord and you are very significant in heaven. Heaven looks down and they see you and they say, that's the special one on the earth. Everyone is not on the earth. But by the grace of God, God pulled you to himself. So you are special and you are really somebody. You are truly somebody. Agree with God. Two cannot walk together unless they are in agreement. God sees you special. See yourself as being special. And let God fulfill his desire on your life and give you your heart's desire. Father, we thank you for your presence here tonight. I know, God, without a doubt, that your spirit is here tonight with us. And that everyone is being filled with your Holy Spirit. Even those that have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are receiving another baptism from heaven today. The baptism of the Holy Spirit afresh. So that we can be giants in the world. We can be more than conquerors according to your word. We give you praise tonight. We give you glory. We feel your presence in our lives. We feel your presence here, Lord God. You are with us. You are ever faithful.